0: that was terrible that was crap that was garbage this place sucks Overreaction mondays monday ah yes welcome to the first ever in-season edition of overreaction monday the podcast i am your humble host rich eisen along with my colleague and friend and compadre hey. and overreactor extraordinaire chris brockman good to see you christopher <sighs> rich we're back. We are, oh, Sunday was so awesome. I know. The first NFL Sunday, a terrific weekend of college football as well. So much to overreact to, which we in the media actually uh, just did with a three-hour edition of the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show that included the segment version of Overreaction yes, Monday yes, from which yes. this entire podcast was born. We had Chris Long of Greenlight Podcast fame. He's our every Monday guest on The Rich Eisen Show, where we play Overreaction Monday for you to listen to and watch on the Roku channel. We appreciate everybody downloading this podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and more. All three hours of The Rich Eisen Show is there all the time as well. And this was born out of us having conversations yeah. coming off of football games or texting one another as friends with TJ and Del Tufo and the rest of the crew. Overreacting to stuff because the NFL is a knee-jerk sport for sure. You know,
1: Rich, I literally did it yesterday, forty minutes apart. You did. I wanted Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley to be the quarterback and new head coach of the New England Patriots. A half hour later, I was like, "We're back. Everything looks
0: great." Yeah, the quick game. The <laughs> offense is awesome. That was actually, <laughs> in case anyone's wondering, in a text exchange amongst all of us. Yeah. Once the Eagles took a sixteen nothing lead, you are like, like, "I want." You said, "I want." I can't wait to be. First overall choose yep. Caleb Williams first overall and have Lincoln Riley as the next head coach. And I was like maybe Lincoln Patriots.
1: Riley. I even t- I texted it to you guys and then I was like I'm just going to tweet this out and see what kind of reaction I get. And then, you know, not 45 minutes later, Mac Jones throws a touchdown and I'm like, "Okay, I like this. Let's go. I may have overreacted."
0: Well, the media, we in the media overreact a lot. And so all Overreaction Monday is basically about the stuff that you the fan, we the fan, and all of us here on the show are talking about and seeing how the Not media stop. might overreact to one particular result. And you've got ten such overreaction we got ten items. Right? and
1: as always, we're gonna look ahead
0: and try to figure out what we're going to over overreact to next Monday. That'll be at the very end of our podcast. Again, we appreciate everybody taking this in. It is now time post week one, with the exception of Monday Night Football, which is happening later tonight between the bills and the jets. It is time for the first ever in-season edition of Overreaction Monday, the podcast. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher,
1: you have the floor. Rich, I have my sheet. Are you ready? I am indeed, sir. Here we go. Number one up post week one. The 49ers, the best team in the NFL, and Brock Purdy, top five quarterback. Ah... Well, let's just throw some numbers uh, at you. Purdy was 19 of 29. He looked as sharp as sharp he can sure be, did. He sure did uh, coming off of the uh, the injury and the rehab, and he's back. 220 yards, two touchdowns, 111 passer rating. If you Niners had just stopped,
0: dominated the Steelers, if you had just stopped at the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Ah, that's not an overreaction. Uh, well, but saying Brock Purdy is a top five quarterback. So let me ask you this question: Top five. Let me just ask you this question: Must win game. You take Mahomes, right? Against who? It doesn't matter. Oh. Do you take Patrick Mahomes in a must win game?
1: Is he throwing to Sky Moore? And right. is, is, is Kelsey
0: take, playing? Do you take. You got to answer me seriously if I'm asking you seriously. Uh, yeah, he's the best do player. Do you in the take NFL. Joe Burrow as, in a must win game?
1: Pull. Oh, not, not after yesterday. Okay.
0: I, I, I would I mean, continue you're going. asking me after yesterday. I mean, come I know on. that, but you're overreacting. You have a must-win game. You choose five quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's put it this way. Do you choose Brock Purdy as one of those five quarterbacks? Well, right let's
1: now? run down the list. I, th- I think you take one of the guys playing tonight, uh, either right. either Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers. That's one. Uh, I love Patrick Mahomes. Two. I, I got to put two on the list after what he did yesterday. Uh,
0: let's do, let's is just on keep that list. I got to
1: take Matt Stafford after what he okay. did yesterday.
0: All I'm basically saying is I, I, I look, he's I, not a top five quarterback yet. He has the ability to become that. He has the team around him to help him become that. He has the weaponry to become that. I will say that's an overreaction to start this I've off. been a, pur- a purdy denier, so I'm, I think I might be coming around. Okay, what else? Rich?
1: Yes. I just mentioned the Bengals. They got... Thoroughly dismantled by the Browns
0: yesterday. 24-3. to 3. I was really impressed. Me too. The Browns are the best team in the AFC North. That's an overreaction. I still think it's the Bengals, and I know that's going to really you still piss think up. it's the Bengals? I do. I do. I think top to bottom, wow. it is the Bengals, and that the Browns have their number. They do. I will still just say, again, last year, if we were doing this podcast last year, week two's podcast would be Exactly what you said in the overreaction segment on the Monday of week two, which was the Bengals are in trouble. And I yes. said at the time, yes. they are not in trouble. Maybe I was a year o early. And I, I could have been early on that. No, uh, I, I, I do believe, again, Joe Burrow started 0-2 last year. Part of that is he had appendicitis. He had his appendix removed. He didn't have any time in training camp. He had no time mm. whatsoever when it was time to actually have rubber meeting the road. This has happened again because of what he had happened to him in late July. Thankfully for him, what looked like an Achilles was just a calf. And yesterday that held up with Miles Garrett coming at him. How about Jamar Chase calling them a bunch of elves, which I think so doesn't funny. really help the situation. So funny. But they don't play each other until week 18 anyway. Joe Burrow literally had the worst football game he's ever played. Yesterday. I know that. And it happens. And I will just say that's a one-shot one, one shot thing and move on. And still, I'm not moving off the Bengals are winning the division. My, my preseason take that they win the division. The Browns were the better team yesterday. The Browns had a terrific day yesterday. All said and done, I do not believe they are the best team in the AFC North. I will still take the Bengals in that regard. Let me just run down the Browns'
1: schedule coming up for you. They're at Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. That could be another bloodbath if, okay. if, if, if the same Steelers team shows up. Home for Tennessee. That's possibly 3-0 in a home date with Baltimore. Ravens, look, I, I know they won yesterday and they covered. And, and the, Lamar got the new wide receivers involved. But the offense didn't run as no, smoothly they, as as everyone hoped, they have, a, they have winnable and now games. Now J.K. Dobbins is out for the year. Okay? They have winnable games They're at Indianapolis. Into the bye week with a yeah. massive showdown in Week Six against San Francisco. Winnable games in seven, eight, nine. This it. Browns team, if it, everything breaks right, they could be what
0: seven and one. But we're all you're all assuming, and everyone's assuming that Seattle's going to still be garbage in Week Eight. And you're going to also talk about how Denver is going to be a beatable team when they actually had a chance to win at the Rams coming into the season. You're like, well, that's going to be easy. Maybe not so much. I don't know if you can look at the schedule and say anything other than the fact there are some winnable games for a team that looked like the way they did. I'm just calling this an overreaction. What else do you have over there, Chris? Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Rich coming into the season, who was high on the Green Bay Packers winning the NFC North? That would be you. Yes. Well, guess what? You know what? You know you know how when an outgoing president leaves and he leaves a little note in in, in the de- in the resolute <laughs> so what Rodgers desk, did about ownership in the resolute desk, okay? Well, uh, Brett Favre left it for Aaron Rodgers, nice. and now it appears Aaron Rodgers has passed on Bears ownership to Jordan Love.
0: The NFC North is once again Green Bay's division. You cannot say This is out of the realm. I will say that that is not an overreaction, that there is a path to this being the case. I will still stay with the Detroit Lions. Let's not forget in this day of overreaction Monday that there's more than just Sunday to overreact to. Thursday. Oh, I forgot about happened. Thursday already. It I happened. For, I forgot about It's it not yesterday's <laughs> news. The Lions will still show up to host the Seahawks who had only three That's yards okay. in the second half before nine garbage yards in the final drive of the game for 12 full yards. We we'll always do the math for you here on overreaction Monday in the second half. The Lions and the Packers play each other on week three Monday night in Lambeau Field's home opener. That's going to be dynamite okay. to look forward to for the moment. You can absolutely say that Jordan Love and the Packers, it's LaFleur. They haven't lost to the Bears LeFleur. since LaFleur became head coach. Underrated. We need to start talking about this guy as one of the great coaches. And in the if week. they perform as well as they did in week one, LaFleur will be up for coach of the year, which he was never under consideration for because it was definitely always Aaron Rodgers. Right. Put it all together. That's not a bad you know, concept. So, I'll say that's not an overreaction. What else? A couple quick
1: numbers for you. Jordan Love at 245 yards and a 123 passer rating in 29 games against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers averaged 240 per game and a 109 rating. Dude. Loves better. That's all I'm saying. Loves better than poor Aaron Rodgers. Bears fans, man. Just pick a new team at this point. Oh, boy. All right. Part of my great Sunday text overreaction is that the quick game is back. In New England. It is back. Bill O'Brien has fixed Mac Jones. And the Patriots offense in just one week.
0: I'll call this an overreaction just because, again, it's just one week. That said, as I said on the show today, the eye test. Mac Jones looked way more like first-year Mac Jones than second-year Mac Jones. Agreed. The offense looked way more like first-year Mac Jones than last year's Mac Jones. 100% Somebody like Kendrick Bourne is probably available on your waiver wire this no year, this week in fantasy. I would be all over him. He was targeted. He made catches. He was in the end zone. Yep. He was really good. Mm-hmm. I. All that said, I'll just still call this an overreaction. Just one week, we need to see more of it. And if you're correct, I, I hope for your sake you're correct because the Dolphins are coming in okay. on Sunday night. And if Mac's got to go point for point here, you may not have a point here. So Mm. I'll just call this an overreaction for the moment. Now, will they
1: throw 54 times a game this year? No. I I would reckon to say this is the most he'll throw in a game all year. But I don't know. The 316, that's nice to see. The three touchdowns, really nice to see. Eight different players caught passes. I don't think that probably happened once last year. Of course not.
0: It definitely looked different past the eye test. It's just one weekend. What else do you have?
1: Rich, I like this one. I like this one a lot. Just let me throw some numbers out here for you before I get to the topic. Mm-hmm. Se- if, if a player makes seven straight Pro Bowls to start their career, that's pretty good, right? It is very good. What about four of those years also being All-Pro? Very good. In seven years, 8,000 receiving yards, 60-plus touchdowns. I think I know who this say, silhouette is going to turn You would say this into... person is on a path. Yes. And Tyree Kill is on a path to being a first
0: ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot? Ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, if you just said Hall of Famer, Chris, Rich, but that doesn't make it an over and over reaction. No, first ballot Hall that of that is Famer. an overreaction because first ballot Hall of Famers are Randy Moss. First ballot Hall of Famers are Jerry Rice. To wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Bah. My guy Michael Earth, No, that's but that's the way Hall of Famers vote. Hall of Famer, the, the Hall of Fame voters vote. Hall of Fame voters for for some reason hold a completely different standard to wide receivers that Jerry Rice was a first ballot Hall of Famer, so you can only be in his area code. Being in his area code is not enough. Like, you literally have to be a next-door neighbor of his. Rich, he's going to get 2,000 yards this year. He might pass Michael Irvin on the all-time receptions list this season. I get it, and he's on an incredible path. I do believe he's ticketed for Canton right now. He's in a Hall of Fame path. For Canton, what he did on Monday on Sunday proved once again he is completely unguardable and uncoverable right now. Uncoverable. Exactly, and Tua is he's got the right mix of coach, quarterback, scheme. Yep. Okay, and Jalen Waddles there to help make sure that you can't put four guys on him. <laughs> right. 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 So so it's it, it's kind of a perfect setup for him right now. I said he reminded me the last person I saw going to run like this was Antonio Brown. I think that's a pretty good comp. Uh, It Just a couple of times in the last few years. With more speed. Antonio Brown with more speed. A couple of times in the last few years off the field, whether this is fair or not, there's been investigations. So I'm just saying first ballot Hall of Famer. He's got to get through the end of his career successfully. He's age 29. He's got to Get up there in the world of Jerry Rice in terms of yards to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But in terms of Hall of Famer, I would be stunned if he does not make it. Ooh. right now. He is the best receiver in the game. Mm-hmm. He has become the best receiver in the game. He is regarded as the best receiver in the game. He was voted as the uh, in the top ten as the highest wide receiver not named Justin Jefferson. Justin do, Jefferson Do you think
1: we maybe jumped the gun on anointing Justin Jefferson no, a little too? Cuz Justin war. Jefferson has
0: the record for most receiving yards and receptions and touchdowns through the first 3 Careers. years of a playing career and those records are also the same for the 4th year. So he's adding to it every game he plays right. this year. Put it all together, Tyreek Hill has taken a step up after leaving Kansas City which nobody saw coming another Crazy. metric Crazy. that could put him in the Hall of Fame and I think it will first ballot though I'll parse it out overreaction there Hall of Fame not an overreaction what else Watching the early games yesterday
1: one of the things that really struck me was that man we really jumped the gun on the Steelers I think we can all calm down about the Steelers playoff talk myself I, included
0: Um I'll say that's an overreaction again cuz it's just one week talk to me in Mike Tomlin uh, called it the worst home loss of his career. I don't know. And at at Chris Long on the show today said they looked um, unprepared, which is a word you rarely hear, if ever, yeah. about a Mike Tomlin team. Uh, I, I'm going to just go under the guise of bury the tape, move on. What a big game against Cleveland coming up um, for Pittsburgh. Oh, Massive. And Too week two. Too early to say <laughs> must win. Must win. Uh. I guess you can,
1: because again, Owen. But Owen two, Owen two is a little bit different now with the seventeenth game, and we saw Cincinnati,
0: right. you know, start Owen the two last year. The best part about the loss for Pittsburgh it was an out of conference loss. It's one of those Agreed. things that's low on the totem pole. But it's a really, it's a really
1: good measuring stick, though, of where you're at in terms of the elite teams in the league, and a lot of people Pittsburgh were, was and, kind of a hot bandwagon-y team, yeah. and they're you know kind of showed they're not there yet.
0: I'm not ready to throw the Steeler playoff talk out. But in this AFC pool that is really, really deep, you cannot afford to have six losses by the end of October. You just can't. Yeah. And having one right now is really rough when you lose the way that they lost. I'll call this an overreaction and ask you to move on.
1: Well, speaking of bury the tape games, you know, And teams were kind of, oh, they were a playoff team last year and could they do this year? Where's your Giants talk here? Of all the teams that should be panicking the most, the Giants at the top of the list. They're in the most trouble. Say
0: that's an overreaction. What was that last night? I can't say that's an overreaction. Darren Waller, that was supposed to be the BFF and the comfort, the comforter, you know, the security blanket. You just talk about how that game swings. They are driving.
1: They are. Could they score a touchdown? Maybe. It looked it looked probable. They were going to get points. Yes. Bad snap over his head. All and then the it s- went downhill. All of a sudden, it's long field goal attempt. Block. Touchdown. Pick six. What is
0: happening? It's 16-0. And that game was over in the first quarter. Yeah, how about that? The Eagles and the Cowboys both took 16-0 leads. The Patriots came back. The Giants el-foldoed. That's the difference. That's the difference between whether you have hope or not. That's the difference between what you can hang your hat on moving forward or not. I am genuinely concerned about that offensive line up front. If you can look at the Giants' schedule, if we can call that up, and you take a look at future defensive lines that are going to be gunning for Daniel Jones and trying to stop Saquon Barkley on the way to Daniel Jones, and then the receivers, I don't know who particularly scares you. They're fast. They're speedy. I mean, they talked about it uh, over and over again during the blowout last night with Chris Collinsworth about how fast these receivers are. The problem is, is it doesn't matter how fast they are if your quarterback is on the ground fast, too fast. How does San Francisco's defensive line try that one on for size? Buffalo's defensive line. Miami, as you know, Vic Fangio got in the grill of Justin Herbert on Sunday. How does the Jets defensive line look to you? Max Crosby is coming to town. You saw what he was able to do. With that defense that looked pretty darn stout in Denver, Dallas again, New England, Green Bay, Philadelphia twice in three times, and then Aaron Donald in between it. This is a problem. That's why I would panic. If you cannot protect Daniel Jones and run it against an elite front, and it's a wrap like that in just one week, uh, I I cannot say that that's an overreaction. Yeah, Chris. I put out the the poll question during the show today
1: on at Rich Eisen show on Twitter. Um, team that should be panicking the most. The Giants wanted. I bet the Giants were sixty five percent. Was that going to be your pick? We never yes. came back to yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it
0: would have been my pick more than Seattle, more uh, than Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah, and then Pittsburgh as well. Pittsburgh is concerning, but not like the Giants. What else do you have over there? God, I can't. I still can't believe that.
1: You know what? A great day yesterday. The NFC South, they had a division game, so obviously someone was going to get a loss there. But three other wins in division. How about the NFC
0: South having two teams make the playoffs? I'll say that's an overreaction. Um, Tennessee might, by the end of the day, uh, win a lot of those gutty out. uh, It's not pretty, street fight type games. They lost that one to New Orleans. Field goals. Um, And uh, you know, uh, pardon me, Atlanta and Carolina. I don't. I don't think. Either of those teams taking on any of the teams we just mentioned, San Francisco or Philadelphia or Miami or any of the teams that look terrific in the first week, I think they'll have trouble holding up against them. Um, and then you have uh, Tampa, which, again, uh, was a pleasant surprise with the way that Baker Mayfield looked. Um, if they can play defense like they did, they, they shut Justin Jefferson out, man, in the second half of that game, and then Mayfield did his usual moxie fest. So um, I thought that game kind of told me
1: more about Minnesota and where they're at this year than than Tampa being
0: elevated. We will we will see. Uh, I'll just call for the moment um, when I think two teams from the north will make it. um, Two teams from the east will make it one from the west will make it and one team from the south will make it. So that leaves one more spot. Can can two teams from the west make it? I mean, I just went higher register with the Seahawks and the Rams. I don't know. Uh, You you may be right, but for the moment, I'll just call this an overreaction. All right, a couple more, Rich.
1: Let's just finish this up.
0: Um, You know what's great about the 90s?
1: So many great things. (laughs) Okay. But in football, specifically, every single year, we knew it was going to be San Francisco and Dallas in the NFC Championship game, and the winner was going to the Super Bowl, and the winner was probably going to win the Super Bowl. I think we're headed for that again. 90s throwback, Niners-Cowboys-NFC
0: Championship game. It's funny how in our season preview, you were like, (laughs) Cowboys-Eagles-NFC Championship game, and I'm like, um... Maybe the Niners can prevent that, but it would be, you know, the Northeast corridor in Philadelphia. And then of course Dallas right. involved and, you know, all those bounty stories from back in the day about, you know, Jimmy talking about buddy putting his fat ass in the sure. locker room and all of that. And how great it would be to hit the Wayback machine there. This is another way back machine game. We saw it in the divisional round last year and it wasn't much of a contest. Um, Week one, sitting here right now, I I think we we, we could be headed for that. The Eagles still need to be heard from. And I understand, I understand that they took a big lead and then had to hold on to it for dear life. But getting out of New England with a week one win. With nothing? Excuse me. With Tom Brady showing up for the first time as Patriot Emeritus. For the first time as... I'm happy to be back here in New England as a retired player to put my number 12 jersey back on and okay. wave all to the Sullys oh, and Fitzes. It was emotional. Like to win that game, it doesn't matter if you've won by 1 point or whatever. Okay. You've got out of there. I don't want to discount the Eagles just yet. So I will call this an overreaction, but a delicious one nonetheless. I mean, it would be pretty sweet. Of course. (laughs) Certainly if they both show up in in week, what would that be? Uh, 21? Like they did in week one? So, yeah, I'll take that. Let's go. All right, last one. Maybe one of the biggest
1: surprises of Sunday for me, because I've been one of the more vocal people saying that, the Rams were tanking and that they weren't, they were silently tanking and then they weren't going to have a good year. And McVay should have went to Amazon or whatever, yeah. been on TV, Matthew Stafford, like right. maybe let's shop him somewhere else. Matthew Stafford and his band of head in phone rookies. <laughs> will have the Rams back in the playoffs this year. Oh, uh, sh- Rich, you can't name any of these people. I know. Tutu Atwell. I know. Puka Nakua. Who is Bryson Hopkins? Nakua Matata. No idea who any of these people are. Matthew Stafford, 24 of 38, 334 yards. More importantly, zero sacks. And
0: the defense looked amazing. the defense in the That face. was the comeback player of the year with DK Metcalf, who had already scored in the first half. Sure did. And Tyler Lockett, and also Jackson Smith and Jigba. And Kenneth Walker, the third, who was running quite well in the first half. Played well. They had three yards on defense until the last garbage drive netted them nine more. They played a spectacular game. Without a doubt, the most pleasant surprise of week number one, although not to the 12s. I will still say it's an overreaction for them to make the playoffs, let's see what they do this coming week against the 49ers at home. What a terrific test of their realness. And I, I, I honestly, what it definitely shows, though, is nine still has it. He still nine has still it. Has he it, was making throws. And the coach still has it. And the GM still has it. What That's what this game has proved, that whatever happened last year, the injury bug wrapped them last year because it took away their... Quarterback, it took away their future first ballot Hall of Fame defender. Yep. It took away their top wide receiver. It took away their momentum and everything else and their hope. Oh, now, they've they nothing, Super Bowl now they've got nothing but hope. Yep. To go into Seattle and coming up with that first week win Huge. gives them a huge leg up. It's a road division win. They will have a setup right now moving forward for a tie break over Seattle if they can beat Seattle again at home. And that's the only other team I think in their division that might battle them for a wild card spot. Cause we're all putting San Francisco in as the NFC West. Choose. And Arizona out. Obviously. Oh, correct. correct. Although want to talk about a team that's not tanking.
1: Well, I ain't rich. I said it last week on the preview
0: show will not have the worst record. In the NFL. I'm, I the forgot. I, I called that. I called that. <laughs> I didn't say that was an overreaction either. I know. They never know. But they, they clearly are drove themselves to the stadium instead of taking the well, bus. They have the, the fire. Anyway, great job by the Rams. That was awesome. That was say. great. That was uh, awesome and a great say. job out of you. Hey, That's 10 completely 10. different overreaction Ooh. Monday subjects than the ones that we did uh, for you on the Rich Eisen show in our segment for Monday. That included a lot on the Dallas Cowboys, Deion Sanders, yep. college football. So be sure to check that out. On our YouTube feed, if you are watching this podcast, which you can on our YouTube stream, our YouTube feed, youtube.com slash Rich And show. we now finish up Overreaction Monday the way we will finish up every single edition of Overreaction yes. Monday with a prediction as to what we will overreact about next week. Chris, what do you have for us to start that one off?
1: <laughs> Rich, I am making this uh, prediction of our overreaction. I don't know what's going to happen tonight at MetLife. Okay. But I think I know what's going to happen next week. I think we're going to come in here, and I'm going to be like, Rich, the Dallas Cowboys should be the Super Bowl Mm. favorites. Which is your way of saying they're going to beat the Jets next week. I do think so. I do think they're going to beat the Jets next week. And I think it's going to look good. I think that defense is a beast. Okay. Look, offensive line issues has been what we've been talking about all offseason about the New York Jets. Can they keep Aaron Rodgers upright? Yeah, but if Can they, they keep him healthy? We saw what Dallas did against Daniel Jones. Seven sacks. I'm not going to say they're going to get seven against the Jets, but I think we're going to uh, come in here next week and talk about how dominant Dallas looked.
0: And they're real Super Bowl contenders, and they should be the favorites. But if they beat the Jets... After say the Jets win on Monday night, or acquit themselves of looking good on Monday night, or better than last year, or obviously improved on Monday night, how is that an overreaction that they're the Super Bowl favorites? Super Bowl favorites, favorites like the team to beat. Well, they're still behind several teams uh, on
1: the odds: Buffalo, Kansas City, all these teams. Uh, all right. Cincinnati are still ahead of Dallas. Uh, okay. You know when it comes to Vegas, so. I'm just saying, look, they're going to be the favorites now. Maybe Kansas City loses to Jacksonville. Well, and that's interesting how you say
0: that because let me get to my future overreaction to wrap up this edition of Overreaction Monday, the podcast. What have you got? My future overreaction after week two's Sunday is all in the books and we're sitting here for the second in-season edition of Overreaction Monday is... The Kansas City Chiefs are in deep trouble. That is going to be the conversation. And I believe now what I will believe then, that this will be an overreaction. (laughs) The Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know. We haven't heard a thing about Travis Kelsey's knee. We have now gotten to the Monday after week one. There hasn't been a single update on whether Chris Jones is going to get the dollars and cents that he wants. And if Kelsey is sitting out next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars and Chris Jones is still holding out and the Jacksonville Jaguars are opening up their home schedule in front of Duval County in the pool and all of that stuff (laughs) and Jackson DeVille in a thong and they got Kansas City in their midst. I think they're looking good to win that game and the Chiefs will be 0-2 and everyone's going to be like, they're in deep trouble. And I will say... Then, what I'm telling you now, this would be an overreaction. That is my prediction for next week's overreaction Monday, sir. Man, Will Compton said they were going to miss the playoffs. I know that. He's <laughs> out of his mind. He's out of his mind putting himself in Canton. Well, that'll wrap it up for this edition of Overreaction Monday, the podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. You can again watch us on our YouTube page, youtube.com/slash Rich Eisen Show. Every single Monday, we we ask you to listen to us and follow us, and make sure that Overreaction Monday shows up in your mobile device or however you take in your podcast. Just because you've hit that button, we greatly appreciate that. Every single Tuesday, part of the Rich Eisen Show, uh, Rich Eisen Podcast Network that is now underway. Uh, what the football with Susie Schuster and Amy Trask, their first guest on this coming Tuesday show, their inaugural program will be the great hall of fame goat. Charles Woodson nice. will be able to join them. That's awesome. On the first ever edition of what the football with Susie Schuster and Amy Trask, please give that show a follow as well. Good job, Christopher. Great job, Rich. All right, everybody have a great rest of your football week. We will chat with you on the next edition of overreaction Monday, the pod. Catch The Rich Eyes and show every single day on the Roku channel. 12 to 3 Eastern for free.